Back in the day, in Minneapolis, the music scene was hot, and we used to go to see this band called Greasy Meal, and I'm going to tell you all about it. What's up? My name is JC, and this is Life and Times of a Native Son, Season 4, Episode 4. Hope you guys had a great weekend. Um, Got out there and did some shit. You know, it was pretty cold here in Minnesota. And uh, today I was watching the news, and they were talking about uh, how cold it was going to be in the the Northeast. And they were talking about, oh, it's going to feel like it's 35 below. Make sure that you are covered up in all of that shit. And I was like, fuck, feels like 34, 35 below is like all of January for the state of Minnesota. So I, I didn't feel too sad for them because they were going to get one or two days of that. It's basically the whole month of January in Minnesota. Um, so yeah, there's that. Um, we, uh, Friday night, let's see the kids and I, just kind of chilled out. Uh, we cooked and uh, I got my youngest daughter has was was sick. So she stayed home from school and uh, her and I watched five movies together. We watched The Menu, which is on HBO Max. We watched The Barbarian, which is also on HBO Max. And uh, both of those are awesome. Uh, dude who plays uh, the clown on It is on The Barbarian. And he's great. Um, I don't want to spoil either one of these movies for you, but they're both really good. So just go out there, watch them, and enjoy. Um, we watched two other movies. I can't remember what the what they were. but um, And then Saturday, I went to the cities and... Um, we, I went there not really, you know, I was just going to go down to the cities and have some wine and chill out. And then I get there and was like, hey, we're going to Awamni. Oh, and Awamni is a um, restaurant in Minneapolis. It's a uh, kind of a fancy fusion American Indian restaurant that uses traditional American Indian ingredients. Um, They don't use anything from the colonization, so there's no fry bread or anything like that. Um, They basically use natural ingredients for the area. So basically, uh, Plains Indians food. So there's berries, there's bison, elk, and shit like that. And so, yeah, we we did that up and it was great. I, I love, I love 
finding places like that in Minneapolis. And if you're ever in Minneapolis, Awamni's a, a place that you need to go. You know, I've, I've got some recommendations for places that you need to go, and that's definitely one of them. Um, if you're up here, you need to hit up Mini and St. Paul. If you're a sushi person, hit up Saqqara. Um, go to Stillwater, hit up Lolo's, and um, just go all over. And so if you ever come up here, let me know, and we'll go hit up some really cool places. Um, other than that, you know, that's pretty much, uh, the weekend for us, uh, it's Sunday now. So I didn't get this out on Friday, like I typically try to, and I had recorded, uh, something for last week. You want to listen to it? I just, I just didn't like it. So I didn't put it out. Um, sometimes that happens, but, uh, it's, it's been a while, I suppose. Um, you know, but anyways, I was in St. Paul on uh, last night and back in the day I was I would probably say that I was more a Minneapolis person and 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 you know in the in the 90s Minneapolis was kind of the shiny place you know it was the clean cool safe place to go and that's where um all the people around the Twin Cities area would go you know do stuff and there's a lot of really great places back in the day to go and then after, you know, around the COVID time, around the George Floyd time, um, Minneapolis changed. And it, you know, back in the day, St. Paul was probably the dirty town. And, uh, you know, now it's it's changed to Minneapolis is the dirty town. St. Saint Pla- Saint, Saint Paul, I wouldn't say is like, um, you know, a utopia or anything, but it's probably better out of the two. Um, so, um, I prefer St. Paul right now. It's prettier, older town. Uh, I've talked about it on here before, but, uh, um, yeah. So I guess if you come up to the cities, we'll try to hit up all the good places in, you know, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Stillwater, Hudson, Red Wing, uh, those are all really great places. Any anywhere along along the river is really, really probably probably pretty cool for you. Um, but you know, you know, back in the day, my my experience in St. Paul was I had a friend that lived there, and we'd go over there to my my buddy Schwab's house. He had like a three story house, and like a little bar in the basement, and we'd go down there. He had like a little like a full beer meister and everything. So it was like you're at the bar except everything is is comped you know so you go down there and you go to the his little bar play some pool watch some tv some tvs mounted on the on the wall and this is back in the day before flat screens so they were to have a tv mounted on the wall was kind of a big deal you know now everybody's got their tvs mounted on the wall but we'd go down there play pool drink beer and um watch tv and i remember um when mike tyson bit off evander holyfield's ear uh i was over there for a party and it was crazy it was cool there was people everywhere and my my friend b's like oh i'm gonna go buy a tv for for the party and he goes and he buys this is back in the day when when there was no flat screen so tube tvs were like the the shit you know crts and he bought a big ass tube tv that probably took like five people to bring into the house just for the evander holyfield tyson two fight 
And every, so the way we used to do that is whenever there'd be a fight, everybody would pick a round and a fighter. So you, every, each fighter, you know, this is 12 round days. So you would pick a, a fighter and a round. So you could take round one, Tyson, round uh, two, Holyfield. Each one of those slots would get filled up and you'd throw in, I suppose, anywhere between five and ten dollars in. And I threw, I don't, I think it was 10 bucks the night of the Holyfield Tyson fight too. And I put 10 bucks on Holyfield, the round that Tyson bit his ear off and then he eventually got disqualified. And so I won. But I remember that night, everybody was, there was TVs all over the house and everybody, everybody was all over. And as soon as he bit his ear, you could hear somebody in every room in the house say, did he just bite his ear? Did he just bite his ear? And it was crazy. Anyways, I won a lot of money that night. And uh, I split it with a homeboy of mine because I kind of felt bad for him. And I was that kind of guy, you know, I, whatever. I Money's whatever. It's friendships are more important to, to me than money is. So um, I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'll fucking hook you up. And so, yeah, that was his house. But one of the things about that house is um, me and my boys used to meet over there. There's, you know, so, you know, in the in the mid 90s, the music scene, I, mean, I suppose the music scene in Minneapolis has always been popping. You know, right now we got Atmosphere and uh, Prof, Stop House and uh, um in the the modern shit in the 90s it was you know uh kid johnny lang um you still had prince running around town and uh morris day in the time i seen both of those people at the mall of uh, both of those bands play at the mall of america we used to see our kid johnny lang kid johnny lang every thursday night um at the mall of america and then he also played i want to say he played on um Friday or Saturday night at a local bar downtown. But then there was also this band called Greasy Meal. And I had heard about Greasy Meal from a friend of mine named Schwab. And um, before I'd even seen them, there was this like a a head shop in uh, Minneapolis that I used to go to, you, you know, not too proud to say back in my pot days where I'd go down there and get papers and screens and pipes and shit like that. And uh, this head shop had like a little record store called next to it. It was basically the if you're if you're from Minneapolis, you remember Electric Fetus, and it's basically a music head shop. So you go down there and buy, you know, they had tie-dyed shirts and fucking anything that you could think of for pot and music and sage and all of that shit. And I remember going down there and I was like, you guys got Greasy Meal on CD because this is back in the CD days. And they're like, hell yeah. You know, and they hooked me up with with uh, the Greasy Meal CD. I got it. I listened to it. It was fucking bomb. And then um, they used to play at this bar in downtown Minneapolis called The Caboose. And they do two sets. They do like a nine o'clock set and then they do an 11, 11 o'clock set. And my friends and I, We'd always go to St. Paul and party with my boy Schwab, and then we'd go to Greasy Meal in in the, later at the for the eleven o'clock set. 
and you can you can YouTube it because they're on there. And 100%, if you YouTube Greasy Meal, um, you're gonna you'll probably see the back of my head in any of those YouTube videos because I was a hundred percent there and they were awesome. Their sound was just different and they were started to kind of blow up. And so at one point you would go to greasy meal and you'd see famous Minneapolis people. I seen, you know, I seen Kirby Puckett there. I seen uh, some, a bunch of players from the Timberwolves. I seen Kevin Garnett, Doug West. I, you know, if you're not from Minneapolis, you probably don't know who Doug West is, but I seen him there. Um, and then uh, one night, so it was one of these places where you go in there and people are drinking beer, they're smoking pot, they're doing all kinds of crazy shit in there. And the stage was, you know, it was a really small kind of club. Uh, the beer, the bar the bar was in the middle and then there was seating on you know one side of the bar and there was seating on the other side of the bar and then like standing room only on that same side and then there's like a dance floor nobody ever danced at greasy meal but i'm i'm there and and i went to montana and uh my mom bought me this big ass parka and the parka was just huge right i just i'm sure i looked all frumpy and fat and shit in it and i'm standing there and i'm watching greasy meal play and i'm smoking a joint right and i'm just in my own little world and i look and i get it like a tap on my shoulder and i look over and um it's fucking george clinton from Funkadelic, and if you don't know who Funkadelic is, um, an easy way to tell you who Funkadelic is is the Dr. Dre Chronic album samples everything Funkadelic, so almost every song on there is a Funkadelic sample. And I'm looking over, and I look at George Clinton. You can Google his ass, and I'm looking at him, and he's got like all these like rainbow dreads, and uh, he's old school. And he's looking at me and he's like, puts his hand out like he wants the J. And so I passed him the J. He takes a hit and then passes back to me. Perfect pass, by the way. And uh, yeah, so George Clinton and I stood there about five feet away from the stage, just passing the J back and forth. And uh, that was about as as good as it gets. Um, but uh, yeah, Greasy Meal was, uh, was a big part of the mid-90s for me and um you know I had uh met my wife at Greasy Meal again you know that was one of the things that we did together and then you know I was going out with uh before my wife and in between my wife I was going out with this one girl and I knew her family and she had her cousin who um and her aunt and I remember one time me and my boy Slooty went to Greasy Meal. And it, for, for whatever reason, it was just us. And I don't know why the rest of the dudes didn't go because it was typically all of us who would go to Greasy Meal. And for whatever reason, it was just Slooty and I who went this time. And we went with these two girls that we had um, met. And they were crazy. And... Um, I go there and we're hanging out with these two girls and we're just trashed. And before we even get there, we're I don't even remember getting there. I just remember being there and making out with these girls. And I'm like making out with this one chick. 
and I look over and I see my ex-girlfriend, ex-roommates, aunt and cousin there. And they're just looking at us with like buckwheat eyes like what in the hell is going on here and uh yeah so um i don't know if that ever got back to her or not i'm sure it did um and i'm sure she wasn't too happy but you know that's that's what that's what happens i suppose when um you sever ties with somebody who you were um with pretty seriously um but uh, yeah, I re- also remember that there was uh, a time when Greasy Meal was like on um, TV because there was the Grammys was coming up and they were talking about uh, the meal on on the news because they were like, oh, the Grammys is tonight, but there's a local band in Minneapolis that um, could be there next year. Any, you know, they never, ever got to that level. But, you know, for us, uh, Greasy Meal was a spot you know they were uh a part of all of our lives for about three years and uh we had a lot of really good times you know they used to have uh, on their stage they had like a couch my boy Schwab they pulled people out of the audience and they'd go sit up on the couch and smoke and hang out and drink and uh you know this is when you know, everybody was smoking cigarettes too. So you go into that place and it just was like a ashtray. And, um, yeah, my boy Schwab got up on stage and sat on the couch with the band. And, uh, it was, it was just a really cool time with a bunch of dudes that, um, you, you grow up with and you experience all that stuff that you experienced in high school and then all of a sudden you're doing city stuff. And if you're not from the state of Minnesota, you don't understand. You you might not understand how um, big the music scene is in Minneapolis. You know, we got Prince and all of these people. But, you know, there's a lot of people underneath that that make Twin Cities something special especially if you're in your 20s and you're out there and you're hitting all these spots and experiencing what the twin cities have and um i will always hold the caboose and greasy meal you know close to my heart and um you know the people that were there during that time will probably tell you the same thing but uh yeah come to the to minneapolis come to st paul come to the twin cities enjoy the music enjoy the city and um just let yourself have fun because it's a great place to be um and uh yeah i'll always hold that i don't know you know I haven't been in Minneapolis a lot the last two years. I was down there, you know, last year for a little bit right after the George Floyd stuff. And, you know, my daughter was down there a year and a half ago. And so that's when we really experienced a lot of that stuff. You know, it's changed. And uh, I, uh, you know, being out of there, I'm not sure exactly how much it has changed. Because once you, you step out of that... And uh, you're not a part of that whole movement. Um, the change seems to be a lot more um, 
than what it seems like when you don't live there. So it seems like it's a lot to me right now. But uh, um, I'm sure if I lived down there, it wouldn't seem as, as, as drastic as it is. But anyways, you know, um, I didn't I didn't do anything, you know, last week on here. Um, um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure how much I want to share about my life on here, but, uh, um, and I've shared a lot and I know that, 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 uh, you guys have listened and, uh, you know, the last two weeks have been, you know, a little bit tough, but, um, not as, not as tough as it was last year. So I'll tell you that much, you know, uh, my, uh, the, the tough stuff that I'm dealing with right now is really nothing to the last, you know, year to two years. So, um, I've got, I've got that going for me and I'm not gonna, um, let any of the shit that I'm going through right now, um, beat me or, or, or whatever, you know, it's, it is what it is. And I, and I look forward to the, to life in a positive manner and, uh, I'm not going to let shit beat me down because I know that everything happens for a reason. And, uh, um, yeah, that, I suppose that's, that's, that's all I really want to say about that. But, uh, I suppose looking forward, you know, the kids and I are thinking about getting out of here the second week of March. We're going to go somewhere. I don't know where it is going to be, but you know, we've looked at Florida. We've looked at, uh, um, Las Vegas. We've looked at Colorado and, um, you know, right now, you know, Vegas for the kids and I would be about 700 bucks. That's four, um, round trips and hotel for two days pretty good deal so we're probably going to go to vegas the week of the 6th through the 9th or 10th and uh just get down there and get out of the state of minnesota for a little while and try to get some some sun and some fun and uh enjoy the world and that's you know kind of what i said you know going into this year is i've i look at 2023 is uh kind of like a revival year i just want to travel a lot i want to you know expand who i am as a human and uh just you know places rather than things and that's 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 what i want to do um so yeah that's all i got uh hope you guys had a great week i hope you guys had a great uh Oh, let me back up a little bit. Hope you guys had a great day. Hope you guys had a great week. Hope you have a great year. And I hope you have a great life. My name is JC. And this has been Life and Times of a Native Son. Peace. I'm out.